welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chris Brown. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. another clap please and give yourselves a clap if I didn't mention you and you serve the Lord then you give yourselves a clap because we appreciate everybody serving and following the Lord you know I shared a couple of weeks ago uh, a pretty simple message on forgiveness and I feel something similar just a straightforward basic uh, deal that the Lord wants us to get right I want you to turn to Matthew 6 and uh, we'll look at just a few verses there who likes Christmas shopping? Yeah. Some people hate it. I do. I, I, in fact, I like all kinds of shopping. I'm quite the consumer. I, I even enjoy grocery shopping. Um, I like choosing. I like getting a deal. I, in one of my favourite memories was returning from Russia where there was not a lot of consumerism in the early 90s. Let me tell you. We were you know, queuing for bread, all that. And then we came back via America and I entered into a supermarket in Dallas, Texas... And the cereal aisle went as far as the eye could see on both sides by every sugar-coated American cereal you can imagine. And I, honestly, I could, I'm sure I heard Handel's Messiah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was like, oh, Lord, I'm home in the West where there's choice. Oh, man. And uh, I, in fact, one of my favourite presents of all time was Eleanor and Kayla bringing me home recently a little box, a, a little collection, a little variety pack of American cereal. <laughs> anyway, and I'm still amped from the sugar three weeks later. Um, you know, like, you know, a few weeks ago, we were up the coast and I was praying and I'm walking around this boat marina. Now, I am not into boats. I'll go on a boat occasionally for an hour and that's it, right? But I find myself looking at all these fancy boats around this marina and thinking, which one would I buy? I can't afford any of them, but I'm going, I know, well, that's the catamaran, that's the sailing version, but then I've got the big ocean-going motor thing, and then, but then there's the zippy little speedy one, and, the, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be praying, what am I doing, choosing, thinking, how much would that be? And I, I, I'm like, I'm not even in a boat. I tell myself, shut up, you're not even in a boat. And then another voice says, yeah, but you've got mates who'd like it. See, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I could see Frosty would like that. Fisherman, I'll be, Woody's into sailing. He'd love that. I know Craig could probably do a, you know, with a bigger, fancier. So I got, I'm thinking of all my mates with, and I go, what is this? You know, and it's just that, you know, kind of consumerist thing that some of us might have more than others, but we all have to do it at times. And, uh, you know, it, consumerism can be fun, but it can also be a distraction from some more important things. And Christmas is coming, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm not against present buying. I'm totally into it. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Giving and receiving of gifts and uh, food and festivities and, and, and presents and, you know, material things. There's nothing wrong with it. It's all great. But just a matter of prioritizing. And, and Jesus tells us this in Matthew 6. If you look at verse 19, we read these three verses. And he says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal, but store up treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, 
there the desires of your heart will also be. Or some uh, versions just say, there your heart will be. And the Greek word there is cardio, your, your heart, literally your life. Your, you know, it's, it's your three-part being that we are, you know, we're spirit, but we have a soul and we live in a body. And they're all interconnected. And we talk about cardio and the heart, you know, is, is the, the physical heart. But we also have a, an emotional heart. And then the word can also relate to our spirit, our, or, or, you know, not the Greek word used there, but, but the, our soul, our spirit, the deepest sense of who we are. And interesting that Jesus relates that to treasure, to finances, to material things. And this is why, you know, that last verse, just let's look at that, where your treasure is there, your heart will be. That's why God doesn't supernaturally plant a money tree in our courtyard here at 101. He, he wants his people to be engaged with his church and the building of his kingdom and his work on this earth. And he knows that our heart will follow the priorities that we give our finances, wherever we invest and commit with our finances, we're interested. You go and buy some shares, you'll find out what's happening with that company. You know, you give someone a, a, a car or some money or a big present, you'd like to know, hey, how, how is it? Working out? Is it, you know, suitable? You know, you, we, we, we follow. And so that's why God engages us with giving. And that's so encouraging and and kind of overwhelming almost to see with our Raise the Roof initiative how so many people are so engaged with what the Lord is doing in our church and in our community. And that's a great sign. It's not the only sign, but it is a great sign. Um, of course, you could be callous. You could just you know sign, write a check, send it off and never kind of be connected. But it's, un it's unlikely and unusual. But what we've seen recently here is a good sign that we are on the same page with the Lord, that we are saying, yes, Lord, I want to build your church, not just my little kingdom or my house, you know, and we, you know, because the Bible says build the Lord's house before you build yours. And so that's, that's a great little uh, example, what we've just experienced and the amount we just announced to, to meet that target of what Jesus refers to there. But notice verse 19 and 20, there's a warning and an encouragement here. The warning is, of course, not to get caught up with material things, but the encouragement is to prioritise correctly and to live with a heavenly perspective. Let's look at the warning first because, you know, we can all get stuff, but we've got to remember that everything we have is subject to either being stolen by thieves, eaten by moths, or ravaged by rust. And, you know, it's just a sad part of life that some people do steal things. And it affects everyone, no matter how much you've got, no matter where you live, uh, it, it can happen. I've got a mate... Very well healed, lives in the eastern suburbs, got a nice secure property, ride dirt bikes with him and he gets the latest, greatest motorbike to ride in the dirt at any time. And not, not so long ago, he came out one morning and there's a little hole in his garage door and someone had cleverly got inside, opened the hole there and pinched his dirt bike. And he's got cameras and everything going on. And of course, he's got the money, he just went out and bought a new one. But it still bothered him and more than that, Phil like he was violated because someone had stepped into his property. And I can't show you the colourful language he used on our WhatsApp group, but uh, one of the guys in the WhatsApp group's in the police force, and what do you know? DNA evidence, they caught the guy. And uh, I don't know if that was just who you know, but go the police, they, they got the guy. Um, of course, the bike was gone. Um, 
But, and I said, he replaced it. The, the, it wasn't just the dollar amount. The thing that got to him was this feeling of being stolen from. And that's a, that's a bummer. And, and you may have experienced that. And it doesn't have to be a part of life, but sadly, sometimes it, it is. You can, you know, believe for protection and pray your angels marking your house, and I believe for that. But there are times when, ah, that can just attack. Uh, and then, of course, there's moths. Oh, who's got merino clothing? You know, lovely woolen sweaters and... Oh, every winter, you know, we get out our winter woolies and, you know, I use them for motorbikes and Ruth's got nice woolen things. <gasps> ah! And the flippant moths have got in there and it seems like the only way to beat that is to smell like the weird moth flakes from about April till August or, you know, and then finally, by the time you stop smelling, spring's come and you put them away again with all the flakes or whatever to... So that's a bit of a drag. And then there's rust... I mean, look, here's a photograph. This is the SS Mahino. This was a 5,000-ton ship that was launched in 1905. And now, originally was an ocean liner, fitted out to carry 400 passengers. wasn't a massive one, but it was kind of a boutique one. had all the latest state-of-the-art appointments, including electric lighting, which was a big deal then. It had a refrigerated cargo hold, a luxurious dining room. And then, as you see in this photo, it was kitted out as a hospital ship in World War I. And it served well. Uh, and here it is today. 85 years later, it's uh, on Fraser Island, where it ran aground. Well, it ran aground in 1935. So I should say nearly 85 years after it ran aground. That's what happened eventually because of the work of rust. And we came across it when we were there. See, look, there's Ruth. We discovered it. No one had ever seen it before. <laughs> we were there on Fraser Island earlier this year. We claimed it. We named it. We claimed it in the name of C3 Narara. Uh, no, others, I think, have come across it before. In fact, there were dozens of people all around. We just waited till someone stepped out. Uh, but look at the work of the rust. Like, all oh, that magnificent, what was so admired for being so modern, what was so useful, so great. And then just a quick eight decades or so, and it's being eaten away. In fact, it's the same with the SS uh, Maitland. You go down to Maitland Bay, you've got to pick the times right, you've got to get low tide, and you'll see a very little bit left of that ship, unless you're crazy like Jono and Luke and go diving down into the depths to see more of it. But the, the, the fact is, the, the, the point is, uh, everything we own is temporary, right? And, um, and not really worth fussing over too much and focusing on, it can be theft. Uh, because, as I said, you know, sadly, you know, some people are just, they're going to steal. They're, in fact, the Greek word in that passage is uh, the word kleptos, from which we get the word kleptomania. And some people suffer from that demon. Uh, the Greek word for rust in that passage can also be translated to eat, because that's what rust does. It eats away. And the Greek word for moth, Greek word for orc, from which Tolkien was inspired to... No, I'm joking. But they're like little orcs, aren't they? They're just little blighters. Um, look, the fact is, material thinks you can get rid of the rust. We've had enough of rust. Take that um, away. Material things, they're just not going to last. Uh, they're temporary. In fact, there's a lot to our life that is temporary that isn't just material. 
that we can focus on sometimes a little too much. It can be just a, a relational issue. You can get a little disagreement and it blows up into a great big deal. You might be fearful about your finances or you're worried about your health or you've got concerns about your career and how it's progressing and will I get that promotion or are they paying them a super properly or, you know, but all those things, okay, they need to be attended to, but none of them are really going to last forever. They're not going to be bothering you 100 years from now. Yeah? And so that's why Jesus said, okay, okay, there's this stuff going on, but don't store up, don't focus on, don't make that such a big deal, but store up treasures in heaven. Well, what does that mean? And Jesus tells us to do it, so how do we do so? Well, you know, the Bible talks about us being judged at the end of time. And, uh, and of course, if you're a follower of Jesus, you don't have to worry about your home in heaven. That's not the judgment. The judgment, your name, if you follow Christ and you've given your life to him, your sins are washed away, you're considered righteous before God, your name is written in the Lamb's Book a lot. And, that, and so that's cool. But there is a judgment for what we do, how we lived. And we don't know the details of what those rewards are and what responses God will give. But we can only guess that if God's creating some kind of reward, it's worth it. Yeah? Better than a box of chocolates and as nice as a bunch of flowers is and whatever we can give each other to reward or encourage or thank or appreciate, there's something that God's... Yeah, it's going to be worth it if God's got anything to do with it. Yeah, um, But as far as attaining them, because Jesus doesn't say this is what they are. He just says store up treasures in heaven. Well... I believe it's simply by living for Jesus, uh, developing the right thoughts and attitudes and, and therefore behaviours that bring glory to God. And, uh, and the real starting point, I think, is simply a relationship with him, that we uh, learn more and more to love him, to enjoy him, to walk with him, to talk with him, to celebrate him. And that's really where we... we bring it in for today because and that's what I felt like focusing on on this passage today because when we celebrate the Lord we celebrate so many things that goes on in our life when we come to a day like today and we give thanks to God and we focus on on him that's the kind of eternal priority that we can keep going on with throughout life into eternity not just a focus on temporal things I mean I've been in different groups and I was at a motorbike club the other day and as interesting as that is it you know when I compare it to to this it, it, it's as shiny as those motorbikes are <laughs> they lose their shine and luster when I think yeah but they're all gonna rust and half the blokes there are also rusting you know they're pretty old and they're loving to ride their old bikes and I'm sitting there thinking guys guys you know have you considered what's never gonna lose its shine and luster have you considered what's, you know, you, you even hear people say, oh, that's glorious. Look at that, 1956 BSA, red arrow, it's glorious. I've heard blokes say that, you know. And, and you go, wow, it's shiny, but, you know, I'm thinking of the Lord. I'm thinking, I don't know about glorious, you know. It's, oh, but So you hear what I'm saying? You know, like today we get to remember and focus on his goodness, his glory, his majesty, his presence in our lives. And more than that, we can carry his presence in our lives and into the world and to be a blessing to other people. And the fact is, you can celebrate the Lord. 
You can enjoy him and walk with him and have his joy in you regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the material possessions, all the things that are going to rust away. You might have some that come into your life, make you happy. And like I said, some of those interactions with other people, they can be positive and fun and they make you happy too and all that. But sometimes they don't make us happy or sometimes you don't have the thing that you want or that person put you off and life can be a bit tough but no one can take the Lord away from you right no one you know the thieves can't steal him and the moths can't eat away at your relationship with the Lord and nothing can rust you know that doesn't need to rust away that freshness that that awesome connection that joy that relationship and and we can always live regardless of what's going on the outside with the hope of glory on the inside yeah and uh and i want us to carry that today i want us to have that perspective to know that there's always something to look forward to in the lord regardless of what you know let's face it you stick around on this planet for a while you get disappointed you know these little munchkins down here they've already you know had fights in the sand pit um but they'll have some great times, and you do. You enjoy life, but at the same time, it kicks you in the gut sometimes, doesn't it? You go, oh, you know. It's, right. But in the Lord, it's only good. good. It's always going to be good. There's always, you know, there's, we've got future glory. And that's why the Bible says, fix your minds on things above, not just on things below. And that's why we're looking at this passage, because Jesus says, hey, don't get caught up, you know, with materialism at Christmas time or fussing about that vehicle or issue or because it's going to rust and the moths will get it it's not going to but hey focus on the lord and in doing so we're storing up treasures whatever they look like he'll reveal it but it's going to be there in heaven let me finish with one story that's told about henry morrison you may have heard this story um but i i think it's it's quite pointed and worth retelling uh, he was a missionary, he served, uh, he's an American, but he served in Africa along with his wife for over 40 years. And in 1909, they were returning to the United States and they were completely worn out. They were worn down from living in very trying conditions and they were physically, emotionally, spiritually spent. They sailed into New York Harbour. They noticed a crowd of people waiting on the docks, cheering, and they saw welcome home signs and banners. And they thought, wow, all this fanfare. Could, could that be for us? Have we got some big welcoming committee? And then, of course, they heard that several decks above them, where the fancier people were, was the very president of the time, Teddy Roosevelt, also coming home from Africa, where he'd been on a research trip with the Smithsonian Institute. And so sure enough, the crowds, the welcome committee, uh, you know, it was all for the president. And Henry Morrison found himself crying. He just felt unappreciated. He felt forgotten. He'd had, you know, decades of hard work and now there's no one back home noticing. And he, he prayed quietly to the Lord and he said to the Lord, why, Lord, isn't there anyone here to welcome us home after all these years. Where's our welcome party? And he felt the Lord speak to him into his heart. And the Lord said, my son, don't be discouraged because you're not home yet. Ah. You know, 
and, uh, and I think that's a, that's a message for Christians who feel disappointed at times. You know, if you ever had that, you think, oh, God, it's, uh, you, maybe you're jealous of someone who's it's all happening for them or you, you feel like you worked so hard and you didn't get this and all that. But we're not just, you know, going to stay here. We're just visiting this planet, yeah, this place, and we're on our way home. And so, uh, and that's why the Bible, let me show you one last scripture. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Yeah? yeah? Come on. And so, just keep prioritizing correctly. Keep a heavenly perspective on your life and keep celebrating the Lord above everything else. Yeah? All the way to heaven. Amen? Come on, let's pray. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.